Where are you? Are you in bed? Or are you leaving the first human footprint on Mars? Are you jogging? Or are you about to pull off the heist of the century? Are you in your car? Or are you praying those red eyes in the darkness can't see you? A voice in your ear can take you anywhere. Audible. Get your first audiobook for free and feel every word. Seven ninety nine a month after thirty day trial. Starts automatically. Terms apply. Simply the best. Every time he sees me, his eyes light up. I can almost hear his heart beat faster. He looks at me the same way he did when we first met. For him, it's love at first sight every day. For me, it's heartbreaking. Loving someone who's living with dementia is not easy. For support, advice, or to make a donation, visit dementiasa.org. You're listening to Vuga Online. You are rocking with the best. Hi, listeners. Welcome on Vuga Online. My name is Zakel Espanyol Wakakanani. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Noctulankos. How are you, Dr. Nkosi? I'm good at music. I'm super good. I'm super good. Are you looking today for? Are you looking forward to today's show? I, I am, and you sound like you're in the hurry as well for the day to hear what Lynn and Jason are gonna say about anxiety and coping today. Exactly, like I'm so eager. So, uh, our listeners, <laughs> since you know that, like, uh, okay, like the month of uh, of October and uh, uh, yeah, it's October, right, Doctor Nkosi? Yes, like, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, we were celebrating <clears throat> mental health. So like uh, maybe like for this month, uh, like if you have noticed here on Vuga, we have been talking more about uh, mental health illness or ailments. So today we've got special guests, uh, Lynn, as Dr. Nkosi have mentioned, and Jason. So after the break, like uh, we will introduce them more and then they will engage with our listeners. So wherever you are, like globally here in South Africa, different uh, provinces, please join us and then call your friends, call your family members and call everyone that is next to you to come and listen to what we we are going to hear today so after the break we will unpack more to you thank you highway harley davidson there are no words Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. Uh, welcome back, uh, our listeners. So before the break, uh, I and Dr. Nkosi, we mentioned that we've got some special guests here on Vuga Online with us here on health and wellness. That's because I also mentioned that this month is a mental health awareness month. So like we've got our special two special guests, Miss Lynn and Jason. Miss Lynn, how are you doing, ma'am? I'm very well, thank you. And very mm. eager to talk to you. Ah, uh, no, you are welcome. You are welcome here on Vuga Online. Can you kindly please introduce yourself to our listeners at home? Okay, so my name is Lynn Stoyanovich, and I have a BA, I have an HDE, a B.Ed. Honours, and a Bachelor of Theology. And I would say that my anxiety began in my childhood, probably because my mother taught me to be a people pleaser. Um, I had to be the best at everything I did, otherwise she was displeased. 
I have always been a fixer of people's problems. Mm. And um, the problem is I haven't really been a fixer of my own problems mm. until mm. recently. Um, as an adult, I was diagnosed with major clinical depression and mm. chronic anxiety disorder. Mm. I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm not a religious one. I believe that there is a huge difference between faith and religion. I wouldn't call myself an expert on anxiety, but I certainly know what anxiety is. And I can share with you from my own experiences and tell you how I have developed my own coping mechanisms and assure you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Remember, we have to go through storms to be able to see rainbows. Some of my ideas may not work for everybody, but some may be helpful. And people can choose what they want to employ in their lives. There may be a multiple choice. There may be a few that are applicable to your listeners. Some they are very willing to just ignore and throw out. So, yes, that's me. Oh, thank you very much, Ms. Lee. So, like, Jason, can you kindly uh, briefly, like, uh, introduce yourself to our listeners at home? Uh, good day, guys. I'm Judson Hall. Um, I'm an actor and a voiceover artist. I, were, I used to be in the hospitality and procurement industry, but then that all fell away during the pandemic. Um I grew up since young ages having anxiety and depression, but at the time, no one else in my family dealt with it. So for me and everyone else, it was kind of unheard of. I could feel something was wrong, um, uh, especially the first time I ever had a panic attack. Anyone that's had a panic attack will, can tell you, it feels like the end of the world, like you're having a heart attack or whatever. So I dealt with that on my own in the beginning until... Um, I was actually sent to a doctor because in the beginning, I didn't know what was going on, which is the most scariest part. I mean, the unknown is always scary. Until the doctor actually sat me down and explained to me the X, Y, Z, why it's happening, what it's about. So I was put onto medication, which at the time probably was the best thing to do. But as I grew older, that is something I wanted to leave behind. And I was very determined to leave behind tablets because uh, when, when you're born, you're able to sleep by yourself. You can do everything mm -hmm. by yourself. So why yeah. when I get older, do I need a tablet to help me sleep? And I thought to myself, that's mm -hmm. not going to work for me. It's not. It's never going to work for me. So I got to a point where I understood anxiety. I understood where my depression was coming from. But I was not going to carry on with my life, being on medication and stuff, because at the same time, I did tests and all that, and my serotonin levels were a bit down as well, but that's due to stress and depression. So those were all working against me at the time, and then I worked on my coping mechanisms. And as I heard just now uh, with Lynn, there's, everyone has different coping mechanisms. That's the thing, which would be nice. I would love to share mine with you guys and see. Maybe it's going to help people like, like me, because I'm a very active person. It might help those people as well. And the main thing is everyone out there needs to know that they're not alone and having anxiety and depression, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it happens. It's, it is what it is. So we all, yeah, we can all help each other. We can all work through it together. And it's something that I go on day by day, by day with majority of the time, it doesn't affect me anymore because of the way I deal with it. So yeah, I think we can all work on it and I'd love to share my mechanisms and how I get through day by day situations. 
Okay, so like, thank you very much, uh, Jason and you, Miss Lynn. Like, uh, I think our listeners have gotten uh, a lot of information from you so far. And then like, since like you were introducing yourself and stuff. So like, Dr. Nkosi, what do you have? Like, uh, can you kindly please introduce the topic to our listeners and to everyone who's listening to us now? Hmm, anxiety, right? So our listeners at home, what we are going to talk about today is definitely that, the feeling that something is just not right in your chest. Something is not, it's as if some, your world is falling apart. That's, that's that kind of a feeling that you, you, you get in your senses but you do not know where it originates from. And now with Lynn and Jason today, we're going to talk about how do you actually cope when that sense come to you, when that feeling comes to you. But because we've got experts or people that have lived with anxiety, that have conquered, or maybe that are actually conquering every day with anxiety. I would like us to now go home, go go to our backside, maybe in our sitting room, sit, relax, mm. get a pen and a pencil, so that you can take notes, because it is very important to get information from people who have walked the path. So mm. we'll come back after the break, and then we, we take notes from Lynn and Jason. Thank you. In many countries on our continent, gay people face discrimination and intolerance on a daily basis, and their rights are non-existent. To find out more about what it's like to be a gay man in Tanzania, we are going to phone Anthony Mbise, a gay Tanzanian man. Central Prison Services. Hello? But we can't because he's currently in jail for being gay under Tanzanian law. He has been in jail for over a year. Help us fight for gay rights on our continent. Go to the SA Human Rights website to find out how you can help. P.S. Anthony Mbise isn't his real name. Using his real name would only make his situation worse. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. Welcome back, our listeners. Um, it's me here with Zakeles Banyoni. So, yeah, here we are, uh, Lynn and Jason. So, I'll start with you, Lynn, for example, for, so that our listeners at home can understand this issue of anxiety. What, what would you say to a child who doesn't understand what anxiety is and what triggers it? For you to go to, for a person to go to a state of, I am experiencing anxiousness now. How will they tell? Well, for me, I have always, as you mentioned earlier, felt that tight feeling in my chest. My brain goes into a buzz, into a sort of a fog. I sometimes feel disorientated. I don't know what to do next. And... I've had some very bad experiences. I've actually landed up in hospital with a panic attack. And as Jason said, I thought that I was actually having a heart attack. I thought I was dying, actually. But you can feel that you're not coping, that there's something wrong, and ultimately that you need to do something about it. 
Awesome. Thanks. That's a very basic and clear explanation to our listeners. So, Jason, when, when you had that feeling that it's as if you are dying, it's as if you're going to have a panic and a heart attack, what came to your mind when you were just going through that state, if you can remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely remember how it all happened. And I was pretty young. I think I was probably 14. And the worst part about it was the unknown because I don't know what's going on. So I still remember 100% what was going on for me. I actually thought I was dying because my palms started getting sweaty. Um, I started, my breathing went out of, it wasn't normal breathing. It was like, obviously you get like, uh, with the panic attack, you can have heart palpitations and everything was started freaking out, getting pins and needles. My mouth started closing, like your jaws closing. That was my first hectic panic attack because I've never been through it before. So my first feeling was dread. I thought that was it. Eh? Like I want to just yeah. phone people and say goodbye. That's what it felt like at the time. So sure. it, it, it's terrifying. It is. When you first have it, it's terrifying. It mm. sounds terrifying. I, I would definitely, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, start not praying. Like uh, and, and opening my doors to heaven if that's the case because it sounds <laughs> like it's something that you don't get to experience in your day-to-day life exactly mm. exactly exactly yeah. so but like yeah. uh, I, I, I want to find out Dr. Nkosi from Lean and uh, New Jason so like how did you overcome that uh, what, what do you call that feeling how did you cope about it? And then, like, you get what I'm saying? I want to know the coping mechanism. Just because, like, you'll find someone, like, okay, is experiencing that, but they don't know how to come out of that. How do you come about that? Lynn, you can answer a new Jason. Okay. So my first very serious panic attack, I couldn't stop crying. I was in another town at the time. I didn't have any money on me, and I cracked. And luckily, I had friends with me, and they Mm -hmm. took me to see the person who was in charge. I was actually Mm -hmm. on a missionary expedition at the time, and Mm -hmm. the man who was in charge of it asked two of the other people there to bring me back to Johannesburg and take me to a doctor. And Mm -hmm. he took one look at me. And he said to me, I can't deal with this. You need to go to a psychiatrist. And I was immediately admitted to hospital. I was Mm. knocked out for 10 days. They put me on sleep therapy. Mm. And since then, I have been under the care of a psychiatrist. So I do take medication for it and for depression. But... I have also learned how to deal with things. I also was a very negative person at one time. Mm. And something changed in me at the end of last year where Mm. I went through some kind of a self-revolution where I decided that I had to attend to the areas in my life that were weak or that were causing me too much pain and I began to make changes in my life. And oh, now I can say that from being a person who wanted to die, oh. I have become a person who wants to live. And oh. because I have become a positive person and I seek the positivity <laughs> in life and I have coping me- mechanisms to be able to do that now. Oh, oh. Well, but like it- 
Uh, sorry to disturb you. From what I am ga- gathering, like medical intervention, it did assist you most of the yes. time. Yes, Excellent. very much. So, like you will, you will, you will advise our listeners or an individual that is going through this to seek medical intervention. Yes, definitely. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, you can continue, Miss Lynn. Okay. So, I would like to just say why coping mechanisms for anxiety are important Mm, because mm. anxiety eats a person up from the inside and it Mm. affects everything in your life. It affects your self-esteem, your physical health and your relationships with other people Mm. can lead to depression, which I had as well. Mm. I felt incredibly empty and hopeless. I lost my self-confidence as a private tutor and as a teacher and I was constantly worrying and I used to go from A to Z in half a second flat from Mm. the worry to the absolute worst scenario and Mm. I used to imagine the worst scenario then I would worry even more and Mm. eventually the anxiety became almost like a paranoia Mm. I had Mm. terrible headaches terrible migraines I had panic attacks I really did feel like I was dying as I I couldn't breathe properly. I would hyperventilate. And eventually it can lead, it did even to me, to mental paralysis where you can't think properly, you can't make decisions properly. Mm. And it it led me to want to die. I even bought a rope. (laughs) Oh, no, that was terrible. Yes, but I was was too scared to use it. Because mm, first mm. of all, I didn't know if it would be painful. Secondly, exactly. I didn't know if it would work and I might be a vegetable for the rest of my life. Mm, mm. Um, I also was worried about the afterlife if I did that. And mm. so I abandoned that idea completely. And as I said, now I want to live. I want to have fun. I want to be happy. I want exactly. to have a life exactly. of peace and harmony mm. and and friendship and joy. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, okay. No, thank you, Miss Lynn. So, Jason, from your side, like, a, what coping mechanism did you learn, or did you learn so that, like, you could overcome what you were going through? And then, what can you say to listeners? What a, a, a working mechanisms that you can uh, say listeners can utilize? Okay, that's actually a good uh, question, and I like this because. I've actually got a few people where I'm not going to mention their names. They call me at night when they've got having anxiety or panic attacks. And I've been assisting them for a long time because I've always mm. told them the worst part about anxiety is feeling alone because you don't want to feel alone because you, you exactly. sometimes don't know what you're going through. So for me, as I said, I'm a very active person. So um, first thing, first thing you have to come to the terms of, you have to understand that there's actually nothing wrong with you. You've, you've got anxiety, but you are still normal. Mm-hmm. You're not abnormal anymore. It's just you you overthink things more than other people. You've got more emotions than other people. It just happens that way. So what I do is, first of all, uh, when you're having a panic attack or anxiety attack, because they 
they're pretty much the same thing. Just panic attack is when you start hyperventilating and so on. But um, first of all, get out of the place or situation. I've had it before, not anymore, obviously, because I'm on set a lot. But in the beginning, I couldn't be around just too many people, or otherwise immediately all loud noises. I would get anxious. I, I couldn't be there. I felt shaky or not okay. So I would generally just take the walk, get out of the situation, even if it's five minutes and I'll stand in the parking lot and then go back in. You have to, first of all, you out of the, the all the noise and the, what's going on and you get yeah, to breathe because yeah. that's the main thing. Focus on breathing. Breathing is everything when it comes to anxiety and a panic attack. You get the mm. panic attack because you're not breathing properly. Your breathing is out of sync and you will have a panic attack. So focus on mm -hmm. breathing. Secondly, okay. so so like yeah. what, what, what we are saying is like uh, maybe breathing exercises they do help yes definitely and if you do mm -hmm. see a specialist which i had to do they actually teach yeah. you that they, they teach you okay. that uh breathing exercise and sit down try and keep this they say keep calm <laughs> you can't really keep calm but just as soon as you focus on your breathing everything else calms down and just look at things around you smell things smell different things uh if you're in a garden smell roses man it does help mm, and then mm. just look at different things in your garden because exactly. as soon as you're breathing and you're smelling different things and seeing different things you completely calm down mm, it does mm, work mm, that way yes so no, that's why I, yes yes so that's part mm. of my coping with it and also for me because like i said i'm a very busy person and i'm also i love um how can i say being around people so yeah, yeah. for me, service is one of the things that helped me with my anxiety as my service, helping people, speaking to people. I really feel such at ease when I do that. So I'm really calm and I, the anxiety goes away. And being busy also helps you straight away. It uh, helps mm. with the serotonin levels and all that. Um, there, yeah, there's so many things like that because anxiety, as soon as there's too much anxiety and you, you're not busy enough, which is not helping your serotonin and all that, you will, like Lynn was saying, you'll get decision fatigue where you can't think mm -hmm. of things, you can't, you, you won't be able to make up your mind right there in it and you feel like something's wrong with you, meanwhile they're not, it will, something's not, just be a bit more active, even if it's two minutes or three minutes a day, take a walk, you don't have to run, just take a walk, it's, it's good for your breathing at time. So definitely, I think that helps. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, like uh, to our listeners at home, uh, I think that you have learned a lot, especially uh, on coping mechanism to deal with uh, depression or anxiety. I think Lynn uh, and Jason they have touched a lot and, and they have given us a lot. So, engage with us on all our social platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like, you can engage with us and also our WhatsApp line. We will definitely like a uh, also have a poster whereby like we will see our guests and then like we will tell you where to go if maybe you want to interact with them so after the break we will continue uh, with this topic thank you perhaps it's because we're a family or that we've been making whiskey together for over five generations that at Grants, we believe friends aren't the people you do things with, they're the people you share things with. Discover a different angle. Grants Whiskey. Broadcasting worldwide, online, 24-7. It's Vuga Online, your inspiration radio station. station. Uh, welcome back, uh, our listeners. Like here, my, my name is Zakeles Banyonwahakanani here with Dr. Nkosi, and we've got Miss Lynn, and also we've got Jason. Today, like the topic is we are talking about coping mechanism for anxiety and depression. So I want to find out, Miss Lynn, what happens if like this coping mechanism, they fail? 
You get what I'm saying? Just because like, you know, sometimes the coping mechanism, they can work and then sometimes they can fail. What will you give? Uh, what, what advice will you give to someone who says, no, I tried to use these coping mechanisms, but they failed now. What, what advice will you give to such an individual? Well, I would say that there are so many coping mechanisms that are available to us and we need to practice them. Um, I also need to say that some coping mechanisms that I developed, I actually made them obsessions and then they became not good for me. So, and in fact, they then led to more worry and more anxiety. I just want to give you an example of that. Um, I became obsessed with reinventing myself. So I started exercising, but manically, crazily, twice a day, and pushed my body far too far for my age. (laughs) But on top of that, I got into a habit of intermittent fasting and then I fell into eating only once a day, then only once every second day, then once every third day. And I started to lose weight, but chronically, and I lost, I've lost 28 kilograms since March. So at the moment, yeah, at the moment I'm skin and bone. So but I'm working on it and I'm receiving help for it. And I am definitely in recovery. I'm getting much better. Um, The other thing is that on the side of medication, medication helped me hugely, but I abused it. I did that to myself. So when I used to come home in the evenings at half past six, I would have a glass of wine And then I would take tranquilizers and then I would take sleeping pills, but not what the doctor recommended more than that. And I used to knock myself out because then I didn't have to be part of reality and worry about things. And so I just want to say that when you do adopt a coping mechanism, you must not allow it to take over your life. Exactly. Exactly. And if a coping mechanism does not work for you, and you start to realize that it's not working for you. You need to explore other ways of coping. Mm, and I mm, can mm. share with you very, very many ways of oh. coping mechanisms. Oh, no. Excellent. I think you have said a, a mouthful there, Miss Lee. Like, thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> no, I, I, I love the way you explain to it that, like, no, if it fails... Uh, get another coping mechanism that is uh, like I, I think that's the best uh, explanation uh, that you have given so far so thank you very much so to you Jason what what will you say to our listeners if maybe they say okay I tried uh, Jason's uh, coping mechanism but they failed so uh, what can you say what can they do if like your the coping mechanism that you spoke about they failed well, that's actually a good question because no, definitely not all coping mechanisms will be for everyone. I mean, it's like everything, everyone's got their own different ways of life. Um, I'm more of an artistic person, so the things I do would be more artsy and exactly. loud and 
noisy. Then you get people, maybe they're more introverts. They'll be multiplets, sit inside. They'll want to do all these socialized things. Mm, so there's mm. no way that for him to go run in a crowd, it's going to help mm. him or get in a gym. It's not going to help him. So I do understand that it might not work for anyone. So um, that's where I would say as a person, he needs to sit there and think of maybe three or four things that he thoroughly enjoys or she that are things mm, that mm. he actually enjoy doing. So then you've already think of that. Um, so for me, as I said, socializing and being with my friends and people and speaking and doing all those things. Mm, I enjoy it doing. So there you. we go. Yes. yes. Mm, so now mm, then mm. maybe it would be um, what you call it. If I don't know if they like gaming or they like doing stuff like that or just yeah, kicking yeah, ball or yeah. something like that. Those are the things mm. they would have to turn to to, to do because you can't first first of all you can't just sit every day and do nothing. You can't just sit there and isolate yourself, even if you're an introvert, because that is very unhealthy and. You, you're just obviously going to lead to eating unhealthily, drinking too much mm. coffee. And that's one thing. Sorry, guys, is caffeine, um, red bull, mm-hmm. caffeine, coffee, all that stuff. You should really, with anxiety, step away from because that just key, that uh, brings it closer to you. It brings it very fast. Caffeine does that. Mm. So, yeah, that's just one of the things. Keep away from caffeine, guys. And, um, yeah, especially red bull. So that's what I was saying. Caffeine mechanisms are completely, yeah. Uh, it's each to their own but i'm willing to if anybody ever wants to speak about it they can speak to me because it's it's very to their own i like i like hiking but then i know people that can't even run down to the gate and get posts so like they won't be able to hike it's it just it depends what they want to do i figured out for myself and helping people is one of the other things service it's one of the things that uh, there's a quote that i've always liked it says find yourself by losing yourself in the service of others so that's uh one of the things i like to when i help people i'm already relaxed so it's one of my things then i don't have the anxiety and one more thing i can say about anxiety is what i do is i challenge it because it makes you want to do nothing it's this thing on your shoulder that's keep on telling you like if you think you put on a nice suit you look in front of the mirror you'll be like yo i look boss today your anxiety will tell you no but yo those pants why are you wearing that or that shirt yo that's rubbish so it, it plays with you like that so you must challenge your anxiety if you go for instance, um, to Goldrick City, now you're going to get on this ride. Your anxiety might tell you, no, no, this is not for you. Get off it. Challenge it. Go on that ride. Once you get off it, you've challenged your anxiety. And if you beat it, you start beating it in life. You keep on doing that. No, you can't speak on stage. These people are going to laugh at you. Get on that stage. Speak. Then after that, you'll be like, yeah, who are you? You start beating it. Mm-hmm. You have to. So you challenge it constantly. So like it affects your confidence in another way. Yes. Since Lynn, yeah. I, I think Miss Lynn mentioned that uh, uh, during the first part when she was doing the introduction, that like it definitely affects your self-confidence. So Dr. Nkosi, what do you have? Uh, what, 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 what can you say? Just because I think this topic is so broad and then we are learning a lot today. Second, mm. They've spoken enough. I don't mm. feel like there's something that I must add. But mm. at the same time, I realize that um, our listeners can actually take from what Jason and Lynn have said in terms of anxiety. Because in, in, a, in, a, in a normal situation, people develop anxiety because of other things that have happened in their lives. And those things, they trigger them. For example, if you attended school and there used to be corporal punishment, and you knew that the English teacher, when he, when he comes to class, he will be asking you about verbs and all these things that you don't know. Then you would want to avoid school. 
So you will feel that I don't want to face this because one, two, three, four. But then now you start having anxiety. So as you grow, you might feel that situations that you are not familiar with might bring you anxiety. You might not want to go into a space of the unknown all the time or where you know that you will be judged or criticized. So people also have to be self-aware. That's, that's where I'm coming. Self-awareness in terms of anxiety and the coping mechanism mm. from what I've heard from Jason and Lynn is critical because the coping mechanisms won't work for, it's not like a, a one-size-fits-all. It's personalized. Exactly. Yeah. What yeah. triggers your anxiety, what, what the situations as they appear, you need to develop new coping mechanisms. So I, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. And I'm loving the fact that Lynn is saying also with the medication that the doctors are prescribing, there is a chance of abusing them. You understand? There's, a, there's that thin line of them helping you and not them exactly. not you. So, mm, also, so those are the pros and cons. Yes, and, and, and we need the medication, but then you need exactly. to know the unhealthy mm. part. Soon as you are not doing what the doctor has said, you are out of line. And mm. also Jason saying, there are many other things that we can differ with, but guys, we mm. can be a service to one another. Exactly. That also brings a sense of, I am here, I am of value, my life matters, truly needs me. You know, if you know mm. that there is truly that can phone you and say, I can't breathe, then your life is significant. So mm. I, I, mm. I've just summarized also for our listeners to mm. the, the, what, what, what our, our, our guests have just brought. It's so much important. And I'm surely, I'm, I'm feeling that our listeners are blessed. I'm blessed to have had an opportunity to exactly. listen to somebody yes. that mm. speaks free about their anxiety and what it almost led them into. And, and I think Lynn, like you're saying, you're still fighting, you're battling, you, you, it's, 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 a, it's an ongoing process. But I like the fact that you are self-aware and you're challenging yourself to become a better person every day. And thank you very much also, Jason, um, reminding me again that servicing others, it is it is not just you being a weaker person, but it's also you mm. adding value to the society. Mm, excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So like, uh, now I think that like we have came uh, into conclusion. So I would want to ask from our guest, uh, Lee, what do we have to our to our listeners like in conclusion what can you say if maybe you would summarize everything what can you say to our listeners and also to you jason so lee you can start okay so what i did want to do is to just mention some of the other coping mechanisms that are available so if i can just make a few suggestions so that okay. people make okay. a place to start and okay. then they can start working on their own and they can also work out what they don't want to do and what does work for them. So for okay. me, certainly, um, you need to recognize and be aware that you have an anxiety problem and you need to seek help. We spoke about going for, for professional help. But for me, I sought help from the divine and for everybody, the divine or the higher power or the energy or whatever people want to call that, um, I resorted to prayer, especially the serenity prayer. I began to meditate, um, to commit to prayer every day, and also to expect blessings and know that you have received them, to believe that. 
talk to somebody that you trust. It could be a religious person. It could be a counselor at school. It could be a very close friend. It could be a parent. It could be somebody who, who you know who has been through this. But you must be honest with yourself and you need to clean out your mind, your heart and your soul. You need to examine yourself. Self-reflection is very important. And you need to recognize the things that you need to stop doing and bring in other things that are good for you. As Jason said, breathe. I had to carve out me time from my life because I was so busy with myself and also counseling because as a teacher, a teacher is a psychologist to the children. Um, I was so busy with other people that I never had time for me. So I needed to find time. I needed to find time to practice silence. Silence is very healing. Um, you need to sleep enough. You need to eat healthily. Exercise in moderation. If you smoke, I do smoke. Cut down or quit. I want to give up smoking. It's one of my goals. You must avoid negativity. So avoid Facebook sites and TV shows or Netflix shows that are dark and that have things that are negative in them. Rather mm. find sites that are inspirational to you and that encourage you or watch shows that make you laugh and make you happy. Um, associate with people who build you up, not with people who knock you down and tear you down. I also have a very helpful quote, as Jason mentioned one. My quote that appealed to me was, never go back to the thing or the person that broke you. Excellent. Also, Excellent. also take up a new hobby, any kind of new hobby. Take mm. up a new challenge. You can study. It's never too late to change your job or your career and go in a different direction. Look oh. after yourself. Watch your hygiene. Ladies, change your hair. Dress well oh. all the time. Um, work on your appearance. Self-care is key and be the best that you can be, but for yourself, not for other people. Know your strengths and weaknesses. Work on the weaknesses and then use your gifts and talents and make other people aware of them. Change your mindset. You can have a paradigm shift and learn to be positive. Set up boundaries. Don't let people come across your boundaries and tell people what your boundaries are so they don't cross into your territory and cross the line. Adapt mm, mm, and mm. be flexible because life is really a jigsaw puzzle. You know, you have to put the exactly pieces in the right places. And this advice came from my father. I have never forgotten it. And he said, do what serves you and go with the flow. I also Excellent. agree with Jason, do what serves others. Mm, and then mm, please, mm. just in a last gasp to you, don't tolerate gaslighting. People who blame mm -hmm. you for the things that they are doing. Do not adopt a victim mentality because it can be very addictive. It's hard to break. And then also people get tired of you complaining. Don't overthink. Don't generalize. Just don't, uh, don't do that because one person causes you anxiety. Everybody else is going to cause you anxiety because that is not true. Also, don't seek revenge because... Believe me, I know this is true. What goes around comes around. I've seen it. 
and just look after yourself. Suicide is not an option. And my final word is this, don't just be a survivor, be a warrior. It's a process and it took me 40 years to come to this positive point in my life where I'm happy and peaceful and enjoying my life. Okay, thank you very much, Lynn. Thank you very much. I think you have said a mouthful. So from you, Jason, what can you say in conclusion to our listeners? Uh, okay, well, that's, yeah, that was very nice of Lynn said that made so much sense yeah, even yeah. for myself. No, like, okay, so for myself, first of all, I just want everyone to know that uh, with anxiety and all that, just know that you're not alone because, and you nothing is wrong with you because everyone would think straight away, no, I'm not alone, and all that, but everyone deals with different things. So first of all, just know that. Second of all, this probably goes out to more of the younger people with their social media and stuff. When you wake up in the morning, get out of bed, do not worry about your phone. Rather go make coffee and have breakfast or something because, um, first of all, this is how it works. Uh, you wouldn't allow 100 negative people into your house So in the morning or any time of the day. So now when you go on your phone in the morning and you open up all these apps, you're getting more than 100 negative thoughts into your head because as soon as you go to Instagram, you'll be like, this person's got that, this one's doing this, this uh, is doing that. You're not doing it. Don't let that get into your uh, mind because your, your brain has not even woken up yet and you're flogging it with negativity and that's going to sit with you throughout the day. Um, third thing which helps, especially when you wake up, is... And it's very relaxing. So take a shower or a bath, whether it's a hot bath, cold bath, it doesn't matter because I know when it, uh, sometimes I have a cold shower. It just helps because it relaxes you. And then after that, you feel like you've accomplished something, your brain seems to kick on. So for the rest of the day, you're going to be more useful. Don't just sit and laze around and not want to do anything. Just get that first thing done. Wake up, make your bed and take a bath because then your brain is switched on for doing actually things that mean something instead of just lying so i think it's pretty much that and so the last thing i can also tell everyone is as well because yes i said i got off the tablets and stuff but just there's nothing wrong with seeing someone that's the first thing you need to do is just go see someone because they generally can help or they can explain it to you sometimes even better than we can because all we're doing is telling you our experiences but there's professionals out there so definitely go see one of them and they might be able to help you because sometimes it, like what happened with me, it was my serotonin level drop, which is, um, it's a chemical imbalance. So it's not something I could have fixed just on my own because it went very low. So they gave me something just to get my serotonin up. And then there we go. I just had to work on everything else by myself, but my levels were okay. So I think, yeah, they, and there's always, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And if you've just got a, one or two good friends that you can speak to whenever you want to, then yeah, yeah, you're, really, yeah. you're really blessed. So yeah, that's pretty much what I have to say. And if, okay. yeah. Thank you very much, Jason. Thank you very much, Miss Lynn and you, Jason. So, Dr. Nkosi, uh, you can conclude for us the show. Uh, so, to our listeners, I hope that you have learned a lot. You have learned a lot of uh, coping mechanisms. And then also you heard about the pros and cons of these coping mechanisms. And then what to do as well if, like, the coping mechanism that we're utilizing, it doesn't work for you. So, from me, Zakele Sibanyan Wakakanani, I say thank you for joining us. And then also to our guest, Miss Lynn. And you, Jason, thank you very much for being with us today. So, Dr. Kosi, you can conclude. I, I don't think I can conclude better than what Jason and, and Lynn have Lynn, done. Yes. And, and mm. thank you very much, guys, for joining us. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you again, especially just really, really, really now looking at anxiety, the fact that it does not just come up. There are... Mm 
issues that triggers us to actually develop anxiety. And I would like to have us back on this on, on the studio to discuss the origins of our anxieties because we all battle with some sort of anxiety. And to our listeners, thank you very much for listening to us and to our guests, Lynn and Jason. Thank you very much, guys. See you next time. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, thanks.